It's RYOBI days at the Home Depot. Buy a RYOBI OnePlus 2-pack battery starter kit for just 99 bucks and get one of over 20 select RYOBI OnePlus tools up to an $84 value, free. The OnePlus system also fits over 125 other RYOBI tools. So now, going cordless is almost endless. Buy the battery kit, get a free tool. RYOBI days now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through June 19th, limit one per customer while supplies last. See store for details. You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6.5 U.S. only. The following is a Sweet Truth Media production and may not be suitable for all audiences. Brothers and sisters, get around. It's time for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. Well, hello everyone. I am Billy Dees, and this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. As always, my co-host is here, Sugar Shane. How are you doing, man? Doing good, man. I got my pumpkin roll cake, my lemon cake, and both of them have whipped cream on top, so I'm doing fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to go into a uh, sugar coma. Oh, that's eating healthy, man. I got my dairy. That's the cream and the whipped cream. It's in the other's cream inside the pumpkin. Yeah, pumpkin. Got some calcium in there. Yeah. There's your. You got the pumpkin. There's the good stuff for you right there from the garden. So I mean, there you go. All right. Be, can't be all bad. Yeah, I always tell people when they tell me you need to eat more of a plant-based diet. I say, well, I do. Sugar cane. I mean. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Hey, uh, everyone, welcome to the program. And just to let everybody know that we are live twice a week, Monday and a Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here um, on Spreaker, the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth, and also on iTunes. Now, this Thursday, of course, is Thanksgiving, so we will not have a show this Thursday. Everybody enjoy the uh, day off. And for those of you, um, Sugar Shane, I guess, is one of them who is going to venture out into the Friday retail marketplace. All I can tell you is lots of luck. I ain't yeah. doing it. <laughs> I, I do it. But if I get up in the morning and I meditate and get in the right state of mind, I can handle it. But yeah. If I don't do that, I don't like to go. With the rise, with the rise of uh, like Cyber Monday and all that other good stuff, have, have you noticed a uh, a fall off in in the crowds over the years? Yeah, that's why they started. That's why they had to go to uh, starting the Black Friday sales. Actually, like they start them now. I know down where I'm from, they start them like at noon on Thursday. Okay, and they go and they have a, like certain things go on sale at certain times, and it'll be all night. 
And then, uh, so there isn't the, the fi- Walmart having the big packed rush at six o'clock in the morning and the tape being cut. I've been there when they did that shit too. I just stood in the back and just laughed my ass off. That's all I did. Just watch people. I just stood there. I wasn't there trying to get a TV no way. So I just stood there and just watched the people run like ants. But those days aren't really around anymore. Yeah. Because now Which is probably a good thing. Yeah, I think it cuts down on some of the crazy. I was actually at a Black Friday sale one time when a guy got punched in the face because <laughs> of uh, they were fighting over an Xbox game. Not even a console, a game. Yeah, so, that's, I mean, that's a level of stupidity that uh, this is the day I, I choose not our, to participate in. Go ahead, what? Uh, this is the day after or the, day, or the night of that we just got through eating our thankful dinner meal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shows you how what level of stupidity humanity is at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and most of that stuff that they're selling is junk. Yeah. It is cheap junk. Yeah. Now I un- I understand the uh, how do you say it the uh, the tradition of doing something fun with your family and you're going out with a crowd and you might get you know your your favorite coffee and this time of year what what is that the pumpkin spice and yeah all that other stuff and it's more of a little adventure i can understand that part of it if you're so inclined i am not i have no ambition to do that at all i'm I'm one of those people when i go shopping i know exactly what my wife always says when i get home well you weren't gone that's because i know what i want i go in there and i get it and i get out (laughs) it's basically that's it you know but anyway uh for those we'll of be you knocking that want on your door Friday morning at four thirty. Yeah, I don't. Think so. <laughs> I'll be packing, buddy. <laughs> we'll uh, be on TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, a little assortment of things to talk about here today. It's a holiday week, so we'll, we'll keep it kind of. Uh, Low key. Now, don't forget, for those of you that are out there, you can tweet us anytime. We monitor our tweets. And uh, even during off show uh, times, middle of the week or whatever, if you want to tweet us, you can do so at Sweet Truth Radio. So if you have any story ideas, questions, comments, whatever, I always tell people, you got to be nice now. Don't be, yeah, don't be throwing us any hate, man. <laughs> we won't, yeah. we won't respond to that. Yeah. But anyway, um, you know, uh, we we've talked about this before about the shootings and uh, are are they happening more now or is it just something with that we weren't made aware of before yeah and today Shane there was two <laughs> there there was uh uh one at Mercy Hospital in Chicago and I keep bumping my head sorry there there was uh, uh, a doctor and um, a pharmaceutical assistant and a police officer all killed. Oh, my God. Um, and then then a couple hours later, there's another shooting in Denver. And there was one person killed there and three critically wounded. So... Um, I would really like to somehow research the statistics so we could prove what we're saying year by year, the total yeah. number of mass shootings compared to what there is today. Now, you would have to see an increase. This year alone, I can't, I've can't. i never seen so many in all my life. 
You know, uh, I, I got to tell you, uh, the one thing that I've noticed is I had family, let's say back in the 70s, um, back in the 80s when I was relatively small. And that's when a lot of my family members were obviously still alive and I was communicating with them. And uh, I remember at that time, New York was infamous for the violence in the streets at that time. This was before mm-hmm. they cleaned all that up. Mm-hmm. But but the difference was, as as I'm not how to say this as terrible as it was, there was a method behind it. You know, it was it, it was done in the commission of crime, or it was you know just gangs fighting each other or what have you. Um, and, and that's not to excuse it, but at least there's something that's understandable about it, right? What I don't recall now that's happening now to the level that it is happening now is these people that go out with the intention that they're going to kill as many people as possible. And then they themselves are going to go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, that's something that I really don't recall ever happening. I mean, I'm sure it did. Yeah, it's it's happened, but it's just like I said, not on this scale. Now, yeah, it's it, like it, every it, day. It, yeah, I mean, um, I don't know the details with what happened with these two shootings today, but they seem here again, innocent people getting killed. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, I, I, you know, we, we've talked about this before. I don't want to get into a discussion about guns. It's a whole other thing, but there is something going on with. The, the people in society today that are so willing to do these, uh, what amount to suicidal terrorist yeah. uh, ad- adventures. Uh, we've, I, I we've, don't, said it, we've said it on here before. I mean, could there be stricter gun laws on gun control? Yes, I agree there should be. But the fact of the matter is sometimes you just got to try to fix crazy. Some people are just damn nuts. And there's nothing, yeah. whether you want to call it born evil or whatever the hell you want to call it, some people are just screwy. Well, and, uh, you know, up in Cleveland, there there was that uh, case uh, where that guy killed his uh, his wife. You know, he, I believe he stabbed her, and he was a judge or something. Jesus. And uh, the guy out uh, that killed his wife and his two beautiful daughters, he was uh, sentenced today. Mm. That happened a few months ago. And, um, you know, it just seems like the the level of death is is um, it's it's almost like it's a uh, like we're addicted to it. Yeah. I I mean, it's this fascination with violence and death. Well, we've got Um, uh, what do you call it? Desensitized to it. That's why we don't pay attention when all these mass shootings happen. We're so used to it. We're like, oh, another one, another one, another one. Every now and then when it gets to a, wor- a real bad degree, it'll hit home a little bit. Then and it's over. It's not that big a deal. Well, you know, what my fear is, whether it's domestic or whether it's, you know, terrorism that uh, some some sort of organized terrorism. Um, what I'm afraid of is one of these nutcases is – is going to put together something that is going to change 
everything. Uh, he's going to do something with either mass explosives or he's going to get his hands on some sort of a poison. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of, too. And uh, one of these nutcases is really going to do something that is beyond words. And I, I just hope that uh, the one thing I don't like about this political correctness about, uh, you know, blaming the objects, whether it's the guns or whether it's whatever. The one thing that I don't like about it is it is the idea that it ignores the idea that there are bad people in this world. And there are people that want to do harm and they want to do it on a large scale. And it seems like we're not only uh, not stopping them, but we're breeding them. Mm. Okay. Um, however, we're doing it, I don't know. But that's the angle that I would like to hear the politicians and other things. What is it about the structure of our society that's that's causing this? Um, I don't know what uh, this maniacal, murderous attitude. I, I, I can I'm tell not you sure. what it is, man. I know exactly what it is. One hundred percent. It's the downfall of the family unit. There is no uh, I would family have to unit. Say, I would have to say, you know, that's that's certainly part of it. There's absolutely no question. I mean, they don't, there's no family sits together anymore and eats dinner. It's like they're all on phones. They're all on this. They're all on that. No conversation goes on between them. Like, how was your day? None of that anymore. Yeah. It's like half a time. I mean, half a time. There are two or three upstairs, and the parents are downstairs watching TV, and it's hollered, "Get your shower and go to bed." Up, up, up from the bottom floor, screaming it to the top. Yeah. And I, and that's what the day consists of. We live yeah. in such a fast-paced world. We consider that normal. Well, you know, I um. We've got in discussions about this before, some of my friends, when you talk about the immigrant groups being successful in this country, so many of them come from Vietnam, they come from Korea, and they come from those other places. And it's, and I, I believe it's, it's very wrong to say, well, those people are smart. Okay, that's to me is is not fair. Okay, because what it takes away from from them is hard work. Mm -hmm. And people that come from those areas of the world, um, they come here with nothing but the shirt on the back, and, and their kids end up on the honor rolls and all these other things, and they speak fluent English and and all the and are at the top of their class, not because so much that they're smart genetically, okay, but it's the fact that culturally they respect their parents. Yeah, they they respect the work ethic. They respect their teachers, okay? And that is something that in our society has been crumbling beneath our feet for years. It's terrible. You got kids that'll get up and cuss their teachers out right in the middle of class. Ah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Tell them going to the principal's office, they get up there and just cuss them out. They don't care. Yeah. Used yeah. to be, man. You tell a kid they're going to the principal's office, boy. That strikes some fear in your ass. Nowadays, yeah. now, now it's a badge of honor. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. But I went to the principal's office. That meant my folks were going to get called, which means back then I would get a paddling from my principal. Then I'd go home and get my ass whooped too. It didn't kill me. I'm still alive. Yeah. Yeah. And better for it. Yeah. Um. A little bit of a change of gears here while we're 
talking about societal influences. I know that uh, you and Jack uh, on our last podcast, we talked about uh, uh, what was the the comic book guy uh, that passed away last oh, week? Stanley. I'm sorry, Stanley. Stanley. Okay, sorry about that. I, oh, that's good. Uh, but anyway, we were talking about Stanley, and I knew who he was. Um, obviously, you know, a monumental figure in in media and show business and and all these other things. Um. And I know a lot of people online were really, really tweeting about uh, what an inspiration he was and all these other things. And uh, Bill Moore, uh, he upset some comic book fans. Oh, God, what did this dipshit say? Hope he is. <laughs> oh. I personally like him. Okay. I, 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 and, and you know what? I, I don't agree with him on a lot of stuff. This isn't a matter of uh, – when I say I like somebody – it doesn't mean I agree with them on anything or or half the stuff they talk about because that's not true. But what, what I when I see I like somebody like this, I respect where they come from. Right. They have a they have an intelligence, they have an angle that makes you reevaluate your position on things. Right. Okay. But anyway, apparently he said something to the effect of I have some notes here. I'm not sure it's word for word. It said something to the effect of America is in a deep deep mourning for a man who inspired millions to I don't know go to a movie I guess <laughs> all right um, you know I'm, I'm gonna make a lot of enemies here but I, I'm gonna say that I understand where this is coming from okay I I, I first of all I uh, would never make light of anyone's death. Okay, every life has value. Every every person, um, their essence is loved by somebody. And uh, anytime you lose someone, it's a loss. Okay. But what I fail to understand with these comic books and with these superhero movies is how is it that 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 these fantasies are points of inspiration. How how is it um, that we regard these fantasy figures to the point where we will go out and spend billions with a B, billions of dollars on these movies every year? Well, I look at it like and we, that. And we, make oh. the, and, they, and we make them out to be these cultural phenomenons that, you know, we just can't live without. And they're so inspirational when Black Panther came out. It was, you know, such a great thing that there was this uh, superhero and and um, you know from that from that culture and all this, which is all great. I mean that's fantastic. But but to, to listen to the, the the people talking about it, it was like the greatest thing ever. You know, the civil civil rights movement was little <laughs> compared yeah. to this. And, and I, I don't understand what what it's, explain it to me. Uh, for me personally, I think it goes back to what we were saying with no family unit, and you got to take into consideration that when a lot of people started reading these comic books back in the day, they probably didn't. Some of them might not have had very good parenting. If you watch a lot of old movies, Stephen King movies, even you always see the kids that read comics usually have parents that aren't worth a shit. That's not always the case, but I'm just saying ones that stay in their bedroom, reading the comics, and become a part of that universe, so to speak. So these people that they read about. The words, and there was a lot of very good moral teachings in the comics. There were. 
Yeah, uh, okay. But, and then things like that. Not saying it all was great, but some of it was, you know, like when Spider-Man yeah, and beats And that's great. Somebody. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, if Spider-Man beats somebody, there'd be a reason. They'd explain it or whatever. But that's where they get that attachment from, I think a lot of them do, is because they grew up with these characters. Well, they're characters, yeah. They're not real people. Would I call them heroes? No, because they ain't done shit because they ain't real. But I can see where the inspiration can come in because what the it's not really the character that's inspiring them. It's the words that the person that wrote it that inspired them. They just maybe don't realize it. It's just the author that's inspired them. And a lot of times, there's a lot of things I've heard, I've read from writers that inspire me. Gives me inspiration. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean, you know, I think it's a god or better than civil rights, but I still, the things they say sometimes. Well, I was being facetious there, but they they were talking about this, like this was the greatest, the greatest, uh, you know, cultural achievement that we've had in the last 50 years. And that's just. I wouldn't call it that. No, 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 no. I wouldn't call it that by a long shot. But, you know, like I said, for me, it would just be the words that came out of the pages is what was inspirational. And uh, You know, I I played Superman when I was little and everything, but I, I, that never was like a driving force in my life. Right. I right. mean, come on, give me a break. It was uh, for I, a I just, few years. I was a comic book collector, so for a few years I did, you know, get into the stories and read them and everything and all that. But uh, as far as, you know, do I still collect them? I ain't bought a comic book in years, you know. So no. Yeah. All right. Well, I like I said, I uh, I I am one of the people that is probably in the minority here. I don't understand the phenomenon of of the superhero movies that have arisen. Oh, some of the last shit. five. Uh, the last five or ten years, they they're on par. They they have the look and the feel of video games. Um, they uh, you know just crazy storylines and unrealistic action. I, I and there's absolutely no way that I am going to, you know, t- if you take your wife and if you have kids. And you go to a movie theater until you buy popcorn, you know, you're going to blow 60, 70, 80 dollars. There's no absolutely there is absolutely no way I'm going to sit through that BS. (laughs) It just is is not going to happen. There's some of them, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't crazy about. It. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a. I don't like. It. There's some of the Avengers I like. Some of them are my. Nah, I could take them. I could take them or leave them. Uh, yeah. The Batman series is my favorite series by far of the superhero movies with Christopher Nolan doing the directing. Those are my favorites by yeah, far. And you know that's, you know, and and I would go as far to say even uh, uh, the Dark Knight, which is yeah. probably one of the best movies. Uh, in that genre, I, to me personally, that that movie was on a level that it should have been real characters. Yeah, that, that what that movie was trying to say about psychology and about crime, uh, that 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 movie belonged, in my opinion, in the scope of, you know, some sort of a movie that had real life characters. Right. type of characters yeah it was very um, good it, was, it had some deep deep thought to it absolutely it was fantastic and you know that but that's one out of okay we have 10 of these all the time coming out oh, yeah. now yeah and uh I, I, it seems like that's the only thing that's coming out yeah you know so um 
And by the way, I haven't had a chance to check out uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody yet. Yeah, God, you um, got to, man. You, you saw it, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, and you say it's very good. Very good. I mean, okay. very good. I mean, I'd, I'd like to go see it again good. Really? Yeah, it's right. that good. Okay. Well, another uh, disaster that's happening right now is the fires out in California. And I don't even have the latest statistics here, but suffice it to say, goodness knows how many acres and how many homes have been destroyed. I'm not sure what the death toll is up to now. It was, um, what has it been, like 70-something, and it's probably going to go higher. Yeah. Uh, Trump was out there, (laughs) and uh, one of the reporters shouted at him. After touring all this, Mr. President, uh, do you have uh, an, an opinion now, a different opinion about climate change? And his answer was, no, no, I have a strong opinion. I want great climate. And we're going to have that. (laughs) And we're going to have forests that are very safe because we can't go through this. And then he said some other. He started talking Uh, about raking leaves and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, what what he was referring to, in all fairness, okay, there has been a movement out there for a long time to clear the brush, and that's the stuff that burns the hottest and the quickest. So when you have a forest and this, you know, this enormous area of trees, and at the base of the trees you have several feet of highly combustible brush and old leaves and things like that, it really makes a fire move quick. Hmm. So there has been, you know, talk about. Uh, you know, going through some of these areas, getting rid of that brush, and uh, uh, also uh, uh, burning down deliberately certain areas of trees, which would be very hard to fight um, if they caught on fire, but having a controlled burn. So you don't have this bridge for the fire to go from one area quickly to another. Okay. Um, So... uh, that was – I don't know what he was talking about, uh, about the president of Finland or something where he was got into a conversation about – Yeah, his- yeah, he was talking to him, and, and during that speech, it was like he was completely – didn't know what in the hell he was talking about. If you listen to it, it's like he was going from one sentence to the next to the next to the next, and it didn't even – none of it felt – it sounded like it really tied in too well. If you go back and listen yeah. to it. I mean, I was like – I was sitting there watching it, and I'm like, what in the hell? Yeah, it was strange. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was... Uh, it, Man, I didn't it hear was, nothing bad said. I just couldn't no. make heads or tails out of what was said. <laughs> and the only reason that made sense to me was I had been following this, and I know a lot of people have been saying they've let that those forest areas uh, grow over too much. Okay. Um, and, and now you have a dry you know, situation out there, whether you believe in climate change or not. There's There's been areas where, where you not only have an enormous amount of foliage, but you also have it being very dry. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like literally taking dry newspaper in your backyard, shredding it, and throwing a match in it, uh, except it's have, happening over thousands of acres. So, <clears throat> anyway, uh, I, I would certainly say that that's part of the problem. Um, but um, 
to ignore the fact that the climate is changing to the point where it's getting hotter and drier in those areas is probably not good either. No. So, you know, um, anyway. Um, yeah, he's going to have a great climate, but you just turned out that shit. It, it, almost sound, it, it almost sounded like, <laughs> sound like, you know, it was something that he was going to personally guarantee. Right. You know, it was like, right. no, I'm, I'm being facetious again here, but it was almost like, you know, let me tell you something. We're going to have great climate. We're going to have great climate. It's, it's just going to be just tremendous. It's going to be the, the it's going to be the best climate that we've ever had. OK. And this climate's going to be so good. You, you, you're going to get tired of good weather. OK. Yeah. And it's, it's only going to rain when we need it. You know, just enough to keep your lawns green and, you know. Uh, to keep our reservoirs full of water, and that's all the rain we're going to get. Just the just the rain that we really need, not too much. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hell, how did he pull that off? Yeah, so Damn. you do that, I will put you down as the best president we ever had. <laughs> yeah, this is a story that came out of left field. Uh, I don't know if you were uh, watching the news yesterday. Did you hear about this, uh, that somebody on ESPN uh, reported that Condoleezza Rice was going to be considered for the head coach of the Cleveland Browns? No, I ain't heard that at all. You, you have not heard that? Uh-uh. Well, well, I'll tell you what, you got to be hiding under a rock. Because when that story broke, it was all over the place, Shane. Damn. It, it was on... It was on all the the television stations. People were just. It was all over online, and it was just exploding. Okay, and uh, what gave it teeth was that this reporter and I don't have. I forgive me because I don't have his, his name handy right here. Uh, but this originated from a a, a reporter that um, had to had you know a lot of credibility over at ESPN. I guess it was. So when he released this statement that he had information that the Cleveland uh, Cleveland Browns were considering Condoleezza Rice, everybody just picked it up and ran with it. Okay, and um, apparently she is uh, a very big fan of the Cleveland Browns, and uh, apparently she does know a lot about football. And there was a lot of pictures of her circulating online with wearing a bronze jersey and all this other stuff, which here again, she's a big fan. Um, But the Cleveland Browns got out ahead of it uh, as soon as they realized that this story was going viral. uh, John Dorsey, I believe it was, uh, made a statement that they have total respect for her. You know, she's a great uh, political figure and so on. And I don't have the exact words here, but uh, we're not considering her for... uh, (laughs) To be the, uh, the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. And then she made a statement. You know, it got to the point that even she had to make a statement. And she said that she loves football and she loves the Cleveland Browns. Um, but, you know, maybe she said uh, she'd like to call a player, too. <laughs> so she made a little oh, joke. Oh, that'd be cool. But she said, I wouldn't, uh, I, I, I am, you know, I, I have no interest and I am not going to talk to the Cleveland Browns. So uh, there was a lot of speculation on Cleveland media today where this story came from. Because, like I said, it was it was, you know, it was it was launched by a credible news source. Hmm. Uh, so everybody was wondering where this came from, and uh, you know, a lot of people said this probably wasn't too good for the image of Condoleezza Rice, and it probably wasn't too good for 
<laughs> Cleveland Browns right. um, because they had, they you know had to manage this uh, media circus yesterday, and it was supposed to be a day off for the Cleveland Browns where they were out of the news because they had a bye week yesterday. So um, you know, me personally, I, I, right away, I, I was going to say, you know, why would somebody as dignified yeah. as Condoleezza Rice want anything to do with a coaching job? You know, yeah. she is. She could do a worse job, that's for sure. Probably I mean, she, she. Well, no, but my point is, is she is so dignified. She is so incredibly intelligent, um, and she's so poised. I can't imagine her on the, on the sidelines, you know, <laughs> screaming a bunch of profanities well, at the players true. and the refs yeah. and everything. I, I just can't. I I, I just I, I knew that 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 story had to be bogus. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she handled it like she always does with style and grace, and she had a, a good sense of humor. Um, right. I'd actually, I'd like to like to meet her someday. That would be cool. Yeah, I, I would will. really like. Yeah, I, I, I like her. But anyway, if you're interested, uh, the Cleveland Browns and Condoleezza, Condoleezza Rice say that that story is bogus. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> I tell you what, if anybody had a problem with it, if it was true, I'd be like, well, I don't know how you got a problem with it. You can't do no worse. You know, this guy that's uh, got the helm now, I, apparently he is the uh, in, what they call the interim coach. Yeah. Uh, but I got to tell you, th- since he took over, there is a noticeable difference in that team. Yeah, they look better. And uh, my my intuition tells me that if he wins – let's say the majority of the remaining games, he is going to be in a good position to stay there. Oh, yeah. They'll probably offer him a job. Yeah. Uh, but the here again, if you listen to these so-called experts, and, and let me tell you something, most of those Cleveland p- uh, pundits don't know diddly-do. Shit, about man, none of it. Yeah, they get it wrong all the damn time. Uh, and I, and you know, like I said, I'm not an expert, but my my dad grilled football into me. He was my dad was very athletic. He played football. You know, he took me to high school games in the Ohio State, and you know, the Professional Football Hall of Fame. And I I had to study the plays, and he wanted me. I, I've been down that whole road, okay. And uh, I know enough that when I hear these these Cleveland pundits last year, and just about all of them. And one in particular actually got on my nerves because mm-hmm. every every night he'd be on the on the news when I would watch it. I don't watch the six o'clock news on the local TV stations every night. I do on Monday night a lot. Monday night is kind of like a you know you're, you you've got this busy day during the day, so in the evening I try to unwind a little bit. And it, and plus being Monday, you know the Monday morning quarterbacking, you know from the game yeah. the day before. I would watch the, uh, the the local news, and this one guy would always say, "Oh, what's the Browns going to do without a quarterback? We need a quarterback. We need a quarterback." Uh, All right, yeah, I, you know, here, here, here's the thing. Yes, they did. However, over the last ten or fifteen years, that team has had some good quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay, not necessarily spectacular ones, but they've had some very good quarterbacks. But they had no protection for the guy. Okay, they they destroyed, as far as I'm concerned, several quarterbacks' careers. Yeah, they had they had no line, they had no receivers that could get open, they had no running game, and every every Monday I'd hear these guys say, "What are we going to do until we get a quarterback?" All right, <laughs> um, 
and, and this went on for years. Okay, and uh, quite frankly, I'm still a little nervous uh, with this quarterback they have now in certain situations. It seems like they've been protecting him a little better the last several weeks, but there was that one game a few weeks ago where, uh, well, he was getting he up. He got hammered, uh, yeah. Mayfield. Yeah, he was getting up awful slow, and boy, he looked tired. He looked like he was been he had been knocked down. You know, something in that in his head was saying, "Okay, you've been knocked down enough now." <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, you you know I don't care who you put back there for a good quarterback to play really great. He needs to have the running game as a threat. He needs to have some decent protection. He needs to have receivers that can get open. You know you you can't run the same plays every time and just expect your quarterback to run for his life and manage to get a pass off. Yeah. That is not. It makes for a good highlight reel. Okay. But that is, as a practice, as a strategy, that does not work. Okay, and 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 the, that team, the first part of the season, this this first half of the season, was starting to look like the same Browns that have been on the field for the last five years. Yeah. Until they made that coaching change. Yeah, it was okay. a help. And, and and now there's some light at the end of the tunnel. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Uh, the next. Sucks. Falcons suck. Well, yeah, and the, boy, they uh, they got a good quarterback, and he didn't even play that good against the Browns. I mean, no, he did. He, he, he actually he actually did. I wouldn't say he sucked. He, he, he did play a good game, but here again, he didn't have the support around him. Yeah. Um, yeah there's something missing on that team, too. Yeah, there's there, there there's there's a, a few uh, um, chambers that are misfiring on that one. So yeah. I, I don't The engine isn't running very smooth. No, not at, not at all. Arthur Banks better get something going. Um, I'm going to end with this one kind of curious little story here. Um, there was an elevator mishap in, um, I believe it was the the, Han- the old Hancock building, one of the tallest buildings in Chicago. Now, I've, I've read the, I've tried to research this. Um, and and, and I, I've had it presented a couple of different ways with ways that I've found it online. There, there was this one story, one version that had this spectacular thing that this elevator plunged 80 stories, okay? And uh, it stopped on the 11th floor. And this elevator shaft um, was kind of like one of those express elevators that didn't have an opening on every floor. So where it was, uh, the fire department had to knock a hole in the wall and get the people out through that hole because there was any number of floors where these this elevator shaft simply did not have doors because it was an express elevator. Hmm. Okay. And uh, I, I ran across some other versions of this story. Now, apparently, there was like six people in there. Now, Shane, honestly, you know, it, it, the, all these people were taken out safely. Okay. there's Nobody was hurt. But my point is, if that elevator had plunged 80 stories, I, I would I would find it hard to believe the way they're describing it, that somebody didn't get hurt. Oh, yeah. Okay. That doesn't so, add up. So, so anyway. Um, get killed. Yeah. The, uh, um, uh, the other version of this was they really did not talk about plunging, but they talked about it getting stuck on the 11th floor. And uh, apparently some cables did break. There were a bunch of cables uh, that had fallen on top of the elevator itself because the cables broke and all the, the things down there. Right. 
And here's my suspicion here, Shane. All these people were taken out uh, safely, by the way. Nobody was hurt. Uh, there was a pregnant woman involved. They were stuck in there a couple hours, but nobody got hurt. Okay, bottom line. But here's my uh, thing about the press. They have a tendency to make things more spectacular than what they really are. And uh, I, I, here, here again, I'll, I'll mention my dad again. My dad had, was, was, a, was an engineer, and uh, I was around blueprints my whole life. His friends were all engineers, and uh, I had a certain mechanical understanding at, at a very young age. And the fact of the matter is, is that elevators, even when they fail, don't fall like that. Right. Okay, you you really have to go out of your way to get killed in an elevator. Now, can it happen? Sure, you can get killed getting up from your table and walking out the door. Okay, true. Um, but for the most part, elevator transportation is extremely safe. And uh, those elevators are designed, okay, if the absolute worst would happen, okay, where all the cables would break, which is very unlikely. Okay, there's counterweights. Uh, the motors that are lifting those elevators are not lifting the full weight of the elevator. There's counterweights and everything else involved there. It's actually a very complicated process. But if that elevator would, quote-unquote, start to plunge, there are gears on the side of it that have these latches that come out. When those, th- when, when those gears start to move too fast, <clears throat> those things come out and, and wedge the elevator in the shaft. Okay? So probably, what, so probably what happened here, when they, they're talking about it being stuck on the 11th floor, is that's where the safety mechanisms kicked in. Right. Okay, and that's where they had to knock a hole in the wall because it, it the safety mechanisms kicked in in a place where the elevator wasn't access, accessible, so they had to make a hole in the wall. Um, but the idea that these people were were plunging to their death and they were saved by some miracle is is not <laughs> that that elevator worked exactly the way it was supposed to. And and I'll tell you uh, another area where I noticed this a lot. Is in automobile accidents. Okay, um, they'll show a car that is completely demolished, laying in the middle of the road, and everybody will be standing around, and the re- reporter will say, "Oh, it was just a miracle that this person got out of this accident alive." Okay, here's what's wrong with that. That car did exactly what it was supposed to do. Okay. Um, those modern modern vehicles are designed with a very complex pattern of crumple zones. And the, the cars are designed to sacrifice themselves to protect the people inside. And car accidents now, as fatalistic as, as the, statistic, the statistics are, are much more survivable now than they were in the 1950s. You know, if I had a dime for every time somebody said, boy, they sure don't build them like they used to, uh, you know, I, you could drive my dad's uh, 1955 whatever into a brick wall and it hardly have a dent in it. Yeah, that's true. Now, everybody inside the car was splattered all over the dashboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but in, in, in the reasons car the reason cars fold up so easily now, it's to protect the people inside. And you don't know how many people I run into that just simply do not understand that. 
when you when you had when you hear on the news that this car is totally demolished and whoever was in it got up and walked away that's a, it wasn't a miracle that's exactly what the car was designed to do <laughs> okay mm. the 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 momentum of the impact the force of that impact is absorbed in the car not the people inside that's exactly the way it's supposed to work okay mm. Um, so I, I tip of the hat to all the people who design elevators, tip of the hat to all of the people who have worked, uh, you know, building cars to make them as reliable and as efficient as possible. But also, yes, it's true. They are not like tanks like they were in the 1950s and the 1960s for good reason. And that is the impact of and, and the momentum of a crash that energy is is channeled into the frame of the car, not your head. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. So, anyway, that's my little. I don't know how many people are interested in that, but I needed to vent about that because oh, that I don't know cool. how I many times. I didn't know none of that shit. Um. But anyway, yeah. Um, I didn't know neither one. Of the, I didn't know neither one of those. So. Yeah. Tell yeah. me something. So. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, when you consider how many cars are on the road now. And you consider how fast they go and how many more highways they have now. Uh, car accidents are more survivable now than they ever were. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and obviously, there's a lot of people driving and a lot of them get a careless. I mean, you can't survive every situation. Uh, but uh, cars are built now to protect the occupants, not the car. Mm. So, and that's a good thing, by the way. Yeah. You know, somebody leaves a fart and there's a dent in the fender and it costs a thousand dollars to fix it. Well, that's okay. Okay, I would rather have that uh, than uh, you know, yeah. not having the safety of the insides of the uh, you know the occupants of the car being compromised. So, you got any big plans for um, uh, Thanksgiving? Working. Working. Yeah, we don't close. I'm going to work though because I get paid double pay that day. And hey, then well, that's cool. We don't eat till six anyway, so. It doesn't really matter. So yeah. I usually do work Thanksgiving. Last year is the only year I took off since I've been there, and that's just because I went to Georgia last year. But um, yeah. but my, my family's sick down there. They don't even know what they're going to do for Thanksgiving yet. They've been having like flu-like, not not the flu, but damn near it. So yeah, sure. and uh, you know, I, I I made myself sick unfortunately over over the weekend. I'll spare everybody the details, but I drank something that I shouldn't have. It had been sitting around too long. And had uh, cream in it. And uh, I knew as soon as I drank it, my stomach was upset. So hopefully I'm on the mend from that. And I'll be able to enjoy uh, later in the week here. We're going to have, uh, obviously, we're going to have some good food. And we're going to do some other things. Just to let everybody know, okay, once again, reminder, everyone, this coming Thursday night is Thanksgiving. And uh, the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth will not be here. We will return next Monday. Again, at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can find us on uh, Spreaker and iTunes at the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. Uh, tomorrow night, what's going on with you and uh, the guys? Oh, we're going to have our show eight eight o'clock tomorrow night. In these layman's terms, uh, we'll have our show as usual um, eight to ten. Uh, got some. I don't know what all the topics are going to be yet, but we'll have something for you. It'll be a good laugh. We'll sit back and relax, uh, and then. Oh, I did want to give you one statistic about this show. I oh, did great. The, I, sure. I, I crunched the numbers and did the math. Now, of course, this, as I've said before, doesn't count downloads. Just live okay. and stream plays for hours, listens versus the number of uh, listens as far as the time. Yeah. Okay. 
I figured it up that on average, people are listening to 85% of the show. Oh, good. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give the stats out for tomorrow night's show. And for that's a two hour show. People right. may be shocked at how much the percentage is on how much we get watched to that show or get listened to. Right. I gotcha. Yeah. It might be. I mean, it's not people that's like getting on and listening to it for one minute and then cutting it off. Yeah. It's actually getting listened to pretty well. So, uh, I was, I didn't, I don't know for today. I just decided to crunch the numbers on that. Cause I got to thinking about it and I'm like, damn, man, that's pretty good. So awesome. Well, I'm going to, we'll get out of here. If you got anything else, I'm good, man. Uh, everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. If you're traveling for the, for the holidays, this is the highest travel day of the year. So y'all be careful out there. If you fly, well, if you're flying, just hope your pilot's all right. And if you're driving, be careful where you're at the wheel. And, uh, you have a good Thanksgiving, Billy. Thank you. And uh, we're out of here. There's a difference between do-it-yourself and do-it-for-a-living. At The Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Introducing my new $4.99 Spicy Chicken Strips Combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries.